Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast History Facts. Today's episode, we are going to be talking about immigration in the progressive era. Um, we are your hosts, Kai and Ramin. Hey! So, a little intro on what the progressive era and the progressive movement are. It was just like a time in the early um, uh, 1900s when there was a lot of social and political push for change due to the um, fast like pace industrialization that society was kind of building itself and founding itself upon and you know a lot of cities emerged from this and factories and because of that for a lot of lower class laborers like the quality of life um, decreased and became and people became a lot poor and class divides kind of became more significant. Um, So in response to this injustice for a lot of lower class people, a lot of working class people, um, it was a time where people kind of rose up and tried to create change and progression. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, the progressive era was like t- a lot of widespread social activism across the United States, um, and it was just a period where all this, all this angst surrounding society was kind of transformed into an era of activism, and I think it's really beautiful. Um, yeah, but so especially with things like you know um, women and children and race and people just thought that like there needed to be more government involvement in fixing these problems definitely yeah and so on today's episode we're gonna focus on specifically immigration and immigration policy within the progressive era um so a lot of the immigrants um were coming from china specifically a lot of non-English speaking European countries um, such as Southern and Eastern Europe, specifically Italy, Poland, and Russia. Um, Countries that were quite different in culture and language from the United States. Um, And because of that, a lot of immigrants had difficulty adjusting to life here. Um, Actually in the mid 1800s, thousands of Chinese people came to California to either work in the gold fields or later to build the rail railroad. And by the 1870s, there was roughly 63,000 Chinese people in the United States. Um, and so like growing up in America, I've always like been taught like why my mom, who was an immigrant, came to America. And it's this whole rags to riches idea, the American dream, seeing America as a land of opportunity. Um, immigrants came for economic reasons and to run from religious oppression from their home countries, like specifically Russian and Ukrainian Jewish people. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of why. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, like I'm, my parents are immigrants as well. I'm an immigrant, and like America was just kind of seen seen as a a land of opportunity, even though that might not be the reality for a lot of people, Um, you know, because I think immigrants are definitely, despite this idea, are at quite a disadvantage. 
Definitely. I agree with everything you just said. Um, specifically, and we'll see this and for later in our podcast when we talk about what happened in the progressive era, but there was a lot of pushback to immigrants despite immigrants being told, oh, this is a land of opportunity. Unfortunately, society didn't agree with their choice to come to America. Um, if you wanted to say more about that, Ramin. Yeah, so there were a lot of like negative sentiments towards um, immigrants. Like, of course, there were some people who thought that, um, you know, it was good to have these people here um, from other countries. But a lot of the sentiments in uh, America were very nationalist and nativist, even though I guess native would be a a very relative term considering a lot of what American considers native people people who are American are not actually like indigenous people but um, nativism was basically this like ideology that when in the context of immigration people thought that you know immigrants and such were like a threat to American people especially Um, the American economy, people thought that immigrants were taking jobs and opportunities away from quote-unquote Native American people, even though that's not exactly what it was. Um, People were, you know, these ideologies like this discrimination against immigrants, um, even European immigrants, was like very strong. Um, So much so like so that uh, there was a very popular idea of like eugenics in America where people thought that you know immigrant um, people who were of ethnicities that were not like from here and were from other places were like a lot less than and because of you know people who would lobby to restrict immigration um there was actually a literacy test like based on eugenics that would like basically if you were not intelligent enough basically what these people determined were intelligent enough um like you were seen as lower than yeah definitely um and this this idea of eugenics has been seen in World War II with Hitler and has like basically underlined a lot of white supremacy um, that we even see today. Um, mm-hmm. And in the progressive and, era, oh, sorry. Yeah, there were a lot of like um, laws that were imposed that tried to um, restrict immigration, like um, the Chinese Exclusion Act. Um, and especially like even with the immigrants that were still in this country um, during the progressive era, there were a lot of laws like restricting um, land ownership and like uh, especially with farming, like people were restricted from uh, having access to property. Um, and yeah, and also like the Immigration Act of 1924 which like really like heavily restricted immigration from anywhere outside of western europe like those are some examples of the ways that immigrants were sort of suppressed and discriminated against um 
Uh, but there were like some sentiments like that were in support, I guess, uh, of immigrants, like settlement housing, which um, created existed more in like city spaces, um, and people would go there for free food and clothing and job training and educational classes. But they were often like overcrowded and stuff because a lot of people were coming in. Yeah. Um, yeah, and understandably, this this whole idea of superiority obviously had an impact on America. Um, if you wanted to talk more about that, Ramin. Yeah, like, since immigrants were kind of looked down upon, there were people who tried to, um, I guess, con- try to Americanize, I guess would be the best way, or force these immigrants to assimilate to American culture, like the Ku Klux Klan, which was, like, a religious group. They tried to make it so that people these immigrants fell more in line with what they thought were American beliefs or American culture and try to get these foreigners to forsake their own culture. And uh, since they, like, some of the impacts it's had on America, like, immigrants, since, like, 15 million immigrants came uh, between 1900 and 1950, which was more than like had arrived in the previous 40 years combined. All of these people had come to, they were living in cities, like their cities were overcrowded, which meant that the, you know, there was poor sanitation, a lot of diseases spread. Um, They, and because of that, they also like didn't have a lot of, they were kind of suppressed in terms of the way that they didn't have a lot of opportunities to, of economic mobility, I would say. Yeah, definitely. And I would say that those are more like the more direct impacts on America, but this idea, this immigration policy and the um, the, the negative response that most Americans had to this to immigration has definitely impacted America today with you can see like Trump and his wall and everything and the um, Muslim travel travel ban if I'm correctly saying that mm-hmm. like that this idea this way of thinking about immigrants even though we've talked about like it's proclaimed that America is, is made by immigrants however like society seems to want to pick and choose which immigrants they want to actually be themselves and in America, if that makes sense. They just want, society seems to want, American society seems to want immigrants who don't fit their status quo to assimilate by all means necessary. Yeah, they were kind of trying to keep up with these like newcomers and most of the immigrants, like they would find jobs, but, um, they kind of worked in jobs where the conditions were kind of very poor so that most like quote-unquote native-born Americans they would not 
take these opportunities. Um, many immigrants like succeeded in improving their com- condition, but obviously we can still see there's so much class disparity between like um, immigrants and like the upper class elite, like people who have been in America for generations and who have been rich. And I think that's like something how we can connect it to our contemporary society. Yeah, definitely. Like, it's very hard for like, especially with language barriers, I would say also like America's a very, you know, there's that phrase like, it's America, we speak English here. Like, yes, that's another way we can see like how this anti immigrant sentiment carries into our modern day like people have a hard time like accepting other people's cultures or other people's languages and kind of they're looked down and looked down on as like uneducated if they don't know English yeah I think that's definitely true um like even even I, even though I don't speak Tagalog, I'm Filipino, I've had some friends who speak Tagalog in public and we'd be on BART or something and someone would like say something to us. And it's just this kind of societal xenophobia that's kind of rampant, especially with in times of coronavirus and all this mm-hmm. um, anti-Asian rhetoric that's been floating around. Um, I think it's definitely heightened. Yeah, I speak Urdu and I speak it with my parents and like I had to like learn English and I see the way that it's really hard and I feel embarrassed kind of to speak my own language because of you know how stigmatized it is to be an immigrant or to come from a different culture yeah I feel like and that's and that's it's a sad truth that what happens with a lot of immigrants you feel ashamed to embrace your culture um while you'll see all your some of your friends be able to embrace their culture but you can't fully do that in this society you feel just some level of shame for being who you are um and i feel like that's more of like the american reality for immigrants i think a lot of since these caring ideals from like the progressive era and from eras where immigration was really um, rampant, like how these cultures and places from where immigrants came from were so like looked down upon and like kind of set up for failure. I think that a lot of immigrants now feel like they have to, in order to be successful, they have to forsake their culture. They have to abandon it in order to achieve this like ideal of economic mobility yeah all right guys that's the end of the podcast we would like to thank our producer maribel for helping us put this together um yeah thank you guys for listening so much yeah i hope you guys enjoyed um how we kind of weaved our own personal stories um as you know, immigrants or, you know, daughters of immigrants into this kind of historical narrative. Yeah. All right. Come back next Tuesday for another episode. Bye-bye. Bye.
bye